0: No, I'm, I'm meeting up with Sarah for coffee at noon. Wasn't invited. Hey, I couldn't even get you to come here for the draft.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? You're going to be that <laughs> asshole, aren't you? All right, let's do this <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, now that we're all in the mood, feeling good. <laughs> Two best of friends. You think we're still going to hang out after what you just did to me? You are lying. I want that record that you're done. Who think... They know football. I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented
1: access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. A freaking moron.
0: Let's be real Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man.
1: Because here, it's real football by real fans.
0: We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that.
1: The 2M Football Show starts
0: now. Hello, 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 welcome in. It's another episode of 2M Football with Mike and Matt. Uh, first off the bat, Matt, I want to say I can't believe how terrible your fantasy team is. Did you really draft Akeem Hunt again?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, because I'm a genius and I pay attention to all of the names. <laughs> um, I am so happy that I have my starting quarterback of Peyton Manning. I feel very confident going into the season this year.
0: Yeah, you think you're confident? Did you notice my Brent Favre on my roster? I think he's coming back. Bus Cook says he's in the best shape of his life.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what? You brought up a name that we haven't heard in generations, and uh, I went RB1 with the fourth overall pick and got Percy Harvey. <laughs>
0: Very nice.
1: Oh, it's, are you alluding to the fact that we just had our fantasy draft?
0: <laughs> yes, that's what i was alluding. Of course, we'll uh, we'll we'll break it down for real in the next episode. But yeah, <laughs> fantasy season's right around the corner. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more division preview to get to. We saved uh, the best for last. The NFC North, our home division um we're going to hold off on any news until the next episode so let's just get right into it with the green bay packers
1: what i know that team
0: what a team they were <laughs> they were 13 and 4 last year won the division easily um after an off season in flux wondering if Rodgers would would ever wear the green and gold again or play even <laughs> football again he didn't
1: know it's green turn. and gold it's definitely green and yellow
0: i mean it's sits yellow it's a goldish yellow
1: oh don't <laughs> play that card
0: actually I, I mean i'll i'll take your word for it cuz i i think i'm like i don't know if, i don't think colorblind is the right word but i don't i don't see colors quite right according to uh, my wife
1: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: so, sure, the green and yellow. But you're right, people do say the green and gold. Uh,
1: I think it's because if you say green and yellow, you're like, ugh.
0: Yeah, the green and gold sounds much better. You got the alliteration going. Anyway, he did play for the Packers, let's just say that. He wore the uniform again, <laughs> and, uh, you know, when he came back, he made them a contender instantly. However, they, they began the regular season last year with the unbelievable 38-3 to loss to the Saints. And and the mighty Jameis Winston. But after that, he threw five touchdowns in that game. Like 150 yards somehow, but five touchdowns. (laughs) Anyway, they won seven straight after that. And uh, had a really balanced offense. Good defense as well. Uh, We'll talk about special teams in a minute. (laughs) Uh,
1: Do we have to go down this path?
0: I think we have to. I don't know if you noticed me just skip right over it in the 49ers uh, breakdown. (laughs) <laughs> I, I did not, but yeah, we'll, we'll go there. We'll talk about it a little bit. Um, so besides that week one loss, uh, there are other losses included a 13 to seven uh, defeat in Kansas city with Jordan love at the helm. That was the game that uh, Rogers missed because of COVID despite being immunized. He was not in fact vaccinated. So he wasn't eligible to play that game. Oh, we're going to stir the freaking pot in this episode. uh, You didn't even see me using my air quotes. Uh, I did not. (laughs) So Jordan Love got a taste of the Jordan Love experience. Um, Lost that game. They uh, lost to the Vikings uh, last second, 34 to 31 loss. I feel like the Vikings are just a team that no matter how bad they are, like they always take. I feel like we never sweep the Vikings, just for one reason or another. Um, well, but the then,
1: Vikings aren't necessarily a bad team.
0: But. No, no, they're not bad. But I feel like they're a team the Packers should beat.
1: Well, we are also biased <laughs> a little
0: bit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, meaningless Week 18 game to Detroit after they'd already clinched the number one seed. So in the playoffs, yeah, they they got the first round by by virtue of having that top seed. And then uh, their first playoff game, they hosted the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo in the divisional round. No problem, right? Should be a pretty easy game. But <laughs> Famous last words. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a really ugly game that they still could have won until their special teams just imploded. And uh, what was it? A blocked punt, returned for touchdown. Then they it only had like- they only had 10 players
1: field goals i feel like
0: they only had 10 players on the field uh, when they were trying to block the niners last second field goal that ended up winning it and there were at least a couple other special teams i think penalties some more stuff happened that i didn't even write down here because i didn't want to go through the details of it again myself (laughs) it still feels i still remember watching that game you know on my phone like, hiding in the kitchen, because the kids were in the other room, like, yelling for me. <laughs> it's like, I gotta see what happens.
1: Kids, shut up.
0: And that was the first time they saw their dad cry, so. <laughs> it's not gonna be the last. They learned a lot of new words that night as well.
1: <laughs> Just always being the best influence,
0: influencer. <laughs> oh, always. That's a joke, in case, uh, like, CPS is listening or something. <laughs> anyway so yeah that was how their season ended the home loss to the 49ers again except at least it wasn't in the uh the championship game this time which they've lost to San Francisco there the I think the previous year or two years or something like that so uh yeah season ended there by the numbers it was they were as good as you'd expect on offense with uh, 365 yards per game which was 10th Particularly through the air, they were good with the eighth best passing offense, and uh, also tenth in terms of points scored per game, which is uh, 26.5. Defense was really solid too, uh, the top ten across the board there too. Well, 14th in points allowed, but they were they were a good defense, very balanced team. Then in the off season, they signed Aaron Rodgers to a new contract. They used the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. And They're like, great. We're getting the band back together, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I guess they couldn't agree Or they didn't want to pay Devontae Adams So they traded him And he didn't, didn't want to play on the franchise tag um, Justifiably, I would say And so they traded him to the Raiders It was very surprising And uh, disappointing uh, But they got a bunch of draft picks in return <clears throat> And uh, yeah, so they lost Devontae Adams Though at the end of the day, looking at the roster, there's a Devontae Adams-sized hole in their receiver core. Ah.
1: Sorry, that's Z- the most obvious pity <laughs> laugh I think I've ever given you.
0: I'm used to it by now. I didn't even notice. I thought that was genuine. <laughs> they lost uh, Zadarius Smith, edge rusher. stating in the division went to Minnesota. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver, went to the Chiefs. They lost a couple of linemen, lost a couple of guards, particularly Billy Turner, followed um, Daniel Hackett, too, and and like more other members of the Packers, former Packers coaching staff to Denver. Billy Turner and then Lucas Patrick went to the Bears, and um, Oren Burks went to the 49ers. Kevin King is gone. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, such a waste of roster space.
0: Oh, wait a second. Michael? He was a free agent when I wrote these notes, but I just looked him up again. Michael? Hold on, why is nothing coming up? (laughs) I Google searched him, and the first hit was uh, that they're bringing him back on a one year contract, but I don't know what year that was from. Let me oh, check let me check spot track spot, spot track. They're uh they're Please
1: hold while we Mike's fate with the podcast. And we're waiting.
0: I'm so confused.
1: <laughs> guys, this is super important right now because I don't know if you guys know we have a pent-up hatred for Kevin King. I don't I think he's a garbage corner, to be completely honest. I don't like what he's done. I really
0: he's terrible.
1: Yeah, he's he's been run over multiple times. He's blown coverage several times. I don't know what the the team continued to see in him possibly continues to see in him other than <laughs> death. but even okay. then I wouldn't.
0: I think he's gone. OK, good. I can if keep being a pack, up
1: the Green Bay roster.
0: I'm looking on our lads now and he's not on the death chart. Oh, you're right. I could have just gone to Packers.com. Oh well, I trust our lads. He's gone. Thank God. (laughs) We're gonna get so much flack for that. Hope is kindled, as Gandalf would say. Um, Yeah, man, I've I've been uh, what's the opposite of a fan? Hater, I guess. I don't I don't hate the person. I just hate the football player. (laughs) He's so. No, I hate everything. He's been responsible for some of the biggest. Blown plays on this defense the last several years. But they kept bringing him back and keeping him around. But I think he's finally gone. So that's huge. That's really all you need to know about the 2022 Packers. (laughs) He's gone. Kevin King is no longer with the team. Although he's still a free agent. So I shouldn't even put that out there into the universe. But they could bring him back (laughs) still. Anyway, wow. Where were we? Most importantly, okay, players gained. They kept Rodgers around with a three-year extension worth $150 million. And uh, they brought in – so, yeah, to, at the wide receiver position, they brought in Sammy Watkins in free agency, uh, most recently of the Ravens. They they poached the Bears punter, Pat O'Donnell, who's good.
1: Ah, suck it. <laughs> and
0: then they brought in uh, Jaron Reed, defensive tackle from the Chiefs. And so in the draft um, – they had an extra first-round pick, as it, thanks to the Devontae Adams trade. So 22nd overall, they took Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia. And then with their own their original pick, which was 28th, uh, they took Devontae Wyatt, another Georgia defender, <laughs> defensive tackle. Would have thought one of those would be a receiver, but I've made peace with that for now. <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, they did eventually tra- draft a receiver trading up in the second round, uh, very uh, to the top of the second round to take uh, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. But the guy actually who I didn't even include here because he was the fourth round pick. But the guy who's been making the most buzz at training camp and preseason is uh, Josh Dobbs. Is it Josh? Hold on. Joshua D- uh, no. Dobbs. Dobbs. Yes. Is that his name? Romeo, <laughs> there was a quarterback named Josh Dobbs. That's why I got confused. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs or Dobbs? I don't know.
1: I was just excited to start throwing things at you and seeing what stuck, <laughs> and then cheering you on even if you were wrong, because I feel like we have to present unified front on this show.
0: <laughs> so you're saying I can never trust you when you when you tell me I'm right about something?
1: <laughs> I mean, like it's been how many years, and you're just now figuring this out?
0: I, mean, I feel like the only time you ever called me out was for the, the Cardinals <laughs> a couple of years ago. That was like the only time. So I was so surprised and, and hurt emotionally by that. I was like, what is happening right now?
1: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I didn't mean for it to come out the way it did. But my God, was that hilarious? <laughs> it was. Because it was not intentionally to completely tear it apart. But I'm like, he can't believe this. Like, this is <laughs> this is why you're wrong.
0: And uh, Yeah, and, and you that was a good one. You made the right call there. Anyway, the point is uh, they drafted a pair of receivers. Uh, I think Watson's been hurt most of camp. Uh, But, yeah, Romeo Dobbs Dobbs is the guy who's been getting all all the headlines and buzz. The coaching staff, they've got a new offensive coordinator with Daniel Hackett leaving town. He's now the Broncos head coach. Uh, The Packers uh, promoted Adam Stenovich to fill that role and should be the new O.C. And he's been with the Packers since 2019 uh, as an offensive line coach and run game coordinator, and now uh, coordinator. Oh, well, they also extended uh, their head coach, Matt LaFleur, and also GM, Brian Gutkunst. So stability at the top. For now. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the roster, of course, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's amazing. You know, he's, I don't even know what to say about him. Everyone knows about Aaron Rodgers. Um, they've got a pair of stud running backs. I'm going to put – I put them both in this category now. Aaron Jones, who's been around a while, uh, and then A.J. Dillon, who was – was he a rookie last year or two years ago? I don't know. A.K.A. Quadzilla because he's got um, incredibly large quad muscles. <laughs> so, between the two of them, they're a great uh, running back tandem. And I would say offensive line is still a strength. Uh, they need to get healthy. Uh, Elkin Jenkins is an offensive tackle. A little bit under the radar, but he's been great for them. and I've got him as a tackle here. He's actually played all over the line the last couple of years due to injuries to other guys. And then you still got the Wiley veteran, David Bakhtiari. I think he's healthy. I know he missed a lot of the offseason programs, but I I do believe he's healthy now and, and expected to play. Obviously, the question for this team is the receiver position. They lost Adams in the trade. They lost MVS who, all jokes aside, he was a big part of the passing game last year. So the guys still on the roster are, you know, Alan Lazard, who's been around several years now and and played well in stretches. Randall Cobb, who at age 60 they brought back, still playing the slot. And then Sammy Watkins slated to start on the outside as well, Cobb being the slot guy. Sammy Watkins is here. Who knows what he's got in the tank? I mean,
1: I feel like I honestly, like, I don't know. My buddy, John and I were talking about this at work th- yesterday. First of all, like there's still people that they could have gone after in free agency, but for some reason, Green Bay has this obsession with thinking Randall Cobb is the guy <laughs> to do it all. And the more we talked and we thought about it, Sammy Watkins, isn't a bad pickup. Um, however, we could have picked up a better slot receiver in the the free agent market because I have a feeling Cobb's going to wind up hurt. I haven't been overly oppressed with Amari Rodgers. However, no. this the these rookie wide receivers are kind of have me what's on the more excited side of it. Um, with Romeo Dubs and and Christian Watson being being. Some of the few wide receivers, at least I can remember, being drafted by the Packers.
0: Yeah, I think we looked I, I remember looking it up after we did the draft and the I mean Watson, these guys weren't first round picks. Watson was close, I guess. But the last time they did draft a first round receiver was like twenty years ago. So you're right, they don't always they don't normally invest this kind of capital.
1: So, I, I'm i not as nervous about this receiving core as maybe I should be. <laughs> but I do feel like, like losing Adams was big from a reputation standpoint. However, we both came to the conclusion and kind of agreement that I would rather have three wide receivers that aren't necessarily star-studded, you know, top-tier talent but are solid and reliable versus the one veteran because it just gives the defense more to focus on like i feel like i don't know how green bay made it a success but it was always davante adams and then aaron jones with the run game and i feel like that <laughs> trademark offense is very easy to figure out how to how to counter
0: i mean that's it's kind of what the 49ers did right
1: Right, they they got Adams they out of, Adams out of the game. They kind of stuffed the run game, and then special teams mm-hmm. took care of the rest.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing the thing that Rogers and Adams had was like that telepathy, you know, like they were so connected. They, they he was, you could always find Adams, and they they just knew where to. He knew where to be, and Rogers knew where to find him all the time, and that was the kind of magical part. And he's talked up Lazard, who has been there several years now. They have a rapport. And I think that's the only reason, like remember Rogers specifically wanted Cobb back on the team. And I think that was just to have another guy that he trusts, you know, and it's going to take a while for these rookies to build that trust. Uh, But I, and, and I don't even know what to expect from Sammy Watkins. I don't think you can judge him much from his time spent in Baltimore because they don't, they don't throw the ball very much. And he, he wasn't the top receiver there. Um, it's, I don't know, it's going to be super interesting. I, I agree with you in the sense that I'm not worried per se. Like, I don't think I don't think they're not think they're not going to be able to score points. They will, and uh, it's just a question of who's going to step up, and it'll get better probably as the season wears on. So defensive studs, they've got Jerry Alexander at corner. I uh, love this guy. I'm glad they signed him to a big new contract to keep him around. Rasool yes, Douglas. that was probably my yeah.
1: most excited response to what Green Bay did this off season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then uh, fellow corner Rasul Douglas has been really good too. Uh, and then Devondre Campbell at linebacker, he's. Last year was his first year with Green Bay. Uh, He's been in the league six years, uh, but he had 146 tackles last year, which was seventh most in the league. And he's just a great kind of quarterback for the defense, if you want, in in a sense. Uh, Got Kenny Clark at defensive tackle, kind of anchoring the D-line. Rashawn Gary on one edge. Uh, he played a lot last year with uh, Zadarius Smith's injury, and he'll start again this year with Smith being let go. And then the other Smith, Preston Smith, uh, he stays with the team. He won he won the battle of the Smiths, and he will be on the edge rusher uh, position again. And I feel like the defense is solid. I think they're going to be good again. It's the question is how how good can they be? What what heights can they reach with the the two rookies they drafted in the first round this year—if uh, they play a, a starting role right away and, and can they make an impact—I feel pretty good about the Packers. It's going to be interesting to see how the offense functions, but like I said, I'm not—I think they'll find a way. And uh, I feel like the defense is looking really solid, which is which is nice. And if the young players they drafted do step in and, and start right away and produce it could be an even better unit than last year's which was impressive already so i've got them at a b plus
1: i'm gonna give the team oh hmm, i'll put me in this position i'm gonna give it a solid b um just because we have we have a questionable wide received talent not as bad as i think we all initially feared um but i definitely have concern on the offensive line um my concerns for the special team side of it have really been oh, rushed aside yeah. with the hire of Rick Versace as Thank you. the yeah. special teams coach, which I again was probably next to Jair being re signed, that was the most exciting thing we could have done as a team.
0: Yeah, he'll get he'll get those guys into shape. <laughs> so
1: I think we have a solid B. I don't think we're going to see a ton of the dynamicness that we normally see, but I feel like as long as Cobb can stay healthy, big question mark there, I feel like we have a much more complete receiving core versus just one guy and a couple of parts that can kind of fill in.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I think that'll be the most fascinating thing to watch uh, about this team. Okay, let's. We spent 25 minutes on the Packers, so let's move, let's uh, move quickly with these other teams that are that are irrelevant teams. The Vikings were eight and nine last year, second place. Uh, they were right around 500 the entire season, never really put together a good run of games. Their longest win streak was just two. Uh, they did have some impressive wins, beating the Chargers and Packers back to back at one point. <clears throat> they sat at um, seven and seven, kind of going into the final stretch of the season, but they lost to the Rams and Packers, which doomed their playoff hopes. Uh, that last Packers loss was the game Sean Mannion had to start because Cousins was out with COVID. Uh, so they were only a game out of the playoffs, I think. So they, you know, they were right on the fringe of being a wild card team. But overall, in the end, it was another disappointing finish that resulted in the firing of Mike Zimmer who had been their head coach since 2014. In terms of the stats uh, the offense was pretty good the defense was very bad and then this offseason they lost Mason Cole their center to uh, Pittsburgh in free agency and then Xavier Woods the safety went to the Panthers and then um, Anthony Barr outside linebacker who last I saw was still a free agent. Like we just kind of mentioned they brought in they brought over um Z'Darrius Smith outside linebacker from the Packers Harrison Phillips at defensive tackle from the Bills Jordan Hicks linebacker uh, from the Cardinals and then Chandon Sullivan who was uh, Packers cornerback last year and then in the draft they took in the first round last pick of the first round they took Lewis seen safety out of Georgia and then in the second round, they took Andrew Booth, corner out of Clemson. So focusing on the defensive side there with the draft picks.
1: And that makes sense if you look at really what they lost. They uh, they lost really good sections of their defense. Xavier Woods and Anthony Barr were were dropped off the team, uh, but they turn around and they gained. You know, I'm really surprised they were able to get uh Zadarius Smith from Green Bay mm-hmm. um, and yeah, this replaced know. Anthony Barr which I think is a huge upgrade Zedarius was phenomenal with Green Bay and then just to continue to strength which what had been their focus was the defense and it just hasn't been and I think that's what ultimately led to Zimmer Zimmer's firing
0: Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, looking back at these names I wrote down, all six of these players they brought in through free agency in the draft um, were on the defensive side of the ball. And they brought in more that I didn't write down, you know, less notable players. But but all the big money and high draft picks were spent on the defense. So, uh, yeah, like I just said, they fired Mike Zimmer and brought in Kevin O'Connell from the Rams, who had been their offensive coordinator the last couple years. Uh, Spent time in Washington before that. And for his offensive coordinator will be Wes Phillips, who was the Rams tight end coach. And then de- defensive coordinator will be Ed Donatello, who has been a coach in the NFL for 31 years, uh, most recently with Denver as their defensive coordinator um, since 2019
1: or 18. Officially, he is now known as Ed Donatello.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't not make that joke. Um, Terms of studs on this offense, Dalvin Cook at running back is really good. They've got a pair of incredible receivers with Justin Jefferson, the youngster, and Adam Thielen, the, the veteran. And then I put Kirk Cousins, question mark. It, it seems like he's a pretty polarizing figure, like among Vikings fans, even. I feel like he's. I don't
1: understand up, it.
0: He's put up really good numbers. Uh, but I don't know. The biggest thing I can say knock against him is he kind of crumbles under pressure in primetime games like big games in general but you can't argue with the, the stats I feel like
1: I don't know I feel like he's done a lot for a team that hasn't really ever had a quarterback like with stability I mean what was their last solid quarterback going back it was uh,
0: far the first year <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm gonna punch you.
0: <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater no, he's
1: exciting. He, uh, all pepper. He tore his knee, uh, his ACL or his his knee or something. Oh my God, why can't I think of his name? Bridgewater? That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was an exciting player uh, as a couple first couple years, yeah. You're right, though. They've gotten stability from Cousins that they hadn't had in a long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's pretty good. And I think he'll only get better under under O'Connell as head coach, offensive-minded guy, which kind of leads me into the question, but I think it's a good question. <laughs> it's how much will their philosophy change on offense? Under Zimmer, they were – really conservative uh, run first kind of trying to be a ball control offense under zimmer but it it seems like they're going to open things up and be a lot more pass happy with mcconnell in charge and that could be great for cousins and, and could be great for the offense as a whole well and it
1: also has sort of two things right like you're going to see with more when you air the ball out more there's more potential for turnovers so it's like does cousins get quote-unquote exposed because he has to air it out more and has only looked good because of the run game. But you could argue that for a lot of run-heavy teams. You only have to make the passes count when they matter, right? Tannehill and Tennessee is a great example. When you have Derrick Henry, you don't have to throw it all the time. But when you do have to throw, you have to make it count. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see how their statistics and numbers line up now.
0: Yeah, sure, that's true. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got Harrison Smith at safety, who's been there a long time, top of you know at the top of that position. Harrison Phillips and, and Delvin Tomlinson have been solid at defensive tackle, and then uh, Daniil Hunter on, as an edge rusher has been has been around for a while too, still a productive player. So uh, yeah, basically the defense will the new all the new pieces they've added. Um, how much can they improve things there's only room like the only place to go is up from how bad they were last year and you know new coaching staff a lot of new players could be rough at first but um i feel like the changes they've made are for the better overall i mean i'm excited to see what this offense looks like yeah it could there's potential for more, more turnovers when you're airing it out more but there's also potential for a lot more points uh, so I'm excited to see what that ends up looking. And they've got great pass catchers to throw to.
1: Right, which should be my concern at all.
0: It's it's mainly on Cousins to make the most of if he has more opportun- more you know, more pass attempts, more opportunities. Yes. To like kind of yeah take the next step, which is weird to say about a player who's been in the league as long as he has, <laughs> but uh, I feel like he's always like remember back in Washington when he. Started for, I think, an injured Robert Griffin III. Man, I feel like we've been throwing out a bunch of like old names <laughs> the last couple of shows. But, uh, but Cousins impressed there. And that was under Shanahan, wasn't it? Like that was a very good offensive scheme. And he looked good. And that was what led to his first, his fully guaranteed contract with Minnesota. Now he's got that offensive minded coach again. And I think it could be big for him and for the team as a whole. Uh, defense as holes, uh, but. A lot of potential for improvement with the new players they brought in. So, I've got them at a solid B.
1: Yeah, I can bite on that. I, I definitely agree that it's going to be a, a change of pace. Uh, like you pointed out with the with the coaching philosophy on the way the offense is going to work, it's going to put Cousins under the scope a little bit more, but I don't see that being too big of an issue. Um, I, I think a B is a good solid South thing. I think they've shored up uh, their defense pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, making key moves to replace what they lost. You know, at least they didn't leave any no stone unturned. Their pass catchers are great. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting.
0: Agreed. <clears throat> you know who's not going to be exciting? The Bears. Uh, I
1: was going to say, I feel like the third part of the division.
0: Yeah, they were third place last year. They'll be fourth this year. I'm calling it now. Um, Somehow they won six games last year. They were 6-11, and good for third place. Do you remember Andy Dalton was their week one starter, despite the fact that they traded up to take Justin Fields 11th uh, overall in last year's draft? Uh, However, it wasn't long at all, about one and a half games, until uh, at the time head coach Matt Nagy was forced to turn things over to Fields due to Dalton getting hurt. And, uh, yeah, things went about as poorly as you'd expect for a rookie with this little talent around him. His first start against the Browns was one that um, I'm sure he and Bears fans will always remember for all the wrong reasons. He was sacked He was sacked nine times in that game, had one net passing yard when you subtract the sack yardage. And, uh, obviously, there was nowhere to go but up after a start like that. And Fields did show some improvement during the year until uh, he got – a week 15 injury ended his season there. By the numbers, this offense was really bad. Uh, 24th in yards per game, 30th in terms of area or passing yards. Slightly better on the ground, and uh, fifth worst in points per game with just 18. Defense was a mixed bag. They were the third best pass defense actually, which I was a little surprised to see but uh they were much much worse on the ground giving up the 20 or sorry what is it what would that be the ninth most yards allowed on the ground and 24 points per game allowed was also bottom 10 in the league and then in free agency they lost Allen robinson at wide receiver james daniels offensive guard hakeem hicks which i think is a big one defensive tackle he's been you know one of the anchors of that defense Went to Tampa Bay, and then Khalil Mack. They traded to the Chargers. Guys, they brought in uh, Justin Jones at defensive tackle, Lucas Patrick, offensive guard, Byron Pringle, wide receiver from the Chiefs. The chip is on the field. Who might be a starter? Yeah. Uh, and then Trevor Simeon is their new backup quarterback, brought over from the Saints. I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't even put it. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was going to say what's frustrating here is they basically took apart that defense, and they didn't do a whole lot to replace it. I mean, Justin Jones is an okay replacement. No Akeem Hicks. No, no. That's all they really did to address their line. I mean, you got rid of Hicks and Mack. And then Pringle as a replacement for Robinson. I don't know about that one.
0: Pringle, and also I didn't even write it down but because it – you know, pretty much irrelevant, but Equiminius St. Brown is here at receiver too. He could be a starter. And then they drafted, um, okay, so yeah, so they had two second round picks, Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington, and then Jaquan Brisker, safety out of Penn State. Uh, and then they also took, I didn't, I don't know what round, Velas Jones, basically kick return specialist and part-time wide receiver. So, um, yeah, that's their offseason in, in a nutshell. And then, yeah, like I referenced before, Matt Nagy fired after four years at the helm. I was actually surprised looking back at how relatively successful his tenure was. It sure didn't feel like that. You know, living near the city of Chicago, That I feel like the vibes were never good with Nagy. <laughs> they actually were 12-4 and four his first year in charge. Uh, they lost in the playoffs to the Eagles. You'll remember the double doink game.
1: Oh, I, the, the, it, the I, I don't it's infamous right but it's become so big that I think it's it's the famous double doink now I mean it's oh, infamous yeah. if you're a Bears fan for right. football
0: everyone knows what you're talking about
1: <laughs> it's like the butt fumble
0: <laughs> yes it's
1: that level of everybody knows what you're talking about
0: yep <laughs> he even won coach of the year that year his first year in charge of the Bears which I had no recollection of <laughs> And they actually made the playoffs again in his third year, uh, losing again in the wild card round, another game where the offense really struggled. And last year was actually his only losing season uh, with the Bears. I don't know, just looking back at, at how it actually went over the years, it was way more successful than I thought. Two playoff appearances, only one losing season. But I think one of the biggest frustrations was he was supposed to be this offensive-minded, like new age, you know, the the next John McVay, right? (laughs) That's what everyone's trying to find these days. Um, But the offense was always terrible under his time with the Bears, which is a a tradition in Chicago. We should have been used to it, but people were mad. And he was fired after his first losing season with the team. Now they bring in Matt Eberflus, who was the – Defensive coordinator for the Colts since 2018. Uh, new offensive coordinator for the Bears will be Luke Getze, who was the Packers QB coach. Uh, and then interesting. Alan yeah, very right, interesting. And then Alan Williams, who was who coached uh, with Eberflus in Indy, he was the defensive backs coach there. So he'll be running the defense now. It was an interesting hire, right? They went back to like a defensive-minded guy.
1: Well, keep in mind, too, one of the staples of Chicago has always been the uh, has, sure. has always been the defense, right? Yeah. You talk about the Monsters of Midway back in 85. The last time they went to the Super Bowl, you had Erlacher and Briggs and that yep. star-studded defense. Like, that's always been a point of pride in Chicago. They have struggled offensively, but I mean, in '06 when the Bears last went to the Super Bowl, they had Grossman at the helm as their quarterback, but they're Again, while we put so much emphasis on the quarterback, they the offense has to put you in the game, the defense has to keep you in it, and that's why defense typically wins the championship.
0: I would argue because it wasn't even the offense that put them in the game, it was Devin Hester, it was special teams. But but yes, the point stands.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you still there? Yeah, no, sorry, got distracted. I, I would, thought I was going to have to put you on mute because they're cutting grass outside, which is fantastic timing.
0: <laughs> well, I don't hear anything, so that's, I think you're good. Okay. Um. All right, let's get into the roster then. Offensive studs, I think maybe stud is too strong of a word for these guys, but David Montgomery is definitely a solid running back. And then uh, Darnell Mooney, their new top receiver. He he was uh, pretty exciting actually last year. Showed a lot of promise. Quick, uh, you know he was. I think he was more of the deep threat, intermediate to deep routes, and got a lot of speed and, and looked good. So he's exciting. But outside of them, and this leads into the question, the offensive questions. There's so little talent around Fields, even less than last year. You could say. The offensive line is worse. The receiving core is at least as bad. Um, you know, Howard. I would
1: argue it's worse. I mean, they got yeah. rid of
0: well Robinson, of really
1: was, their their yeah. best receiver.
0: He was terrible last year though too, and hurt. So you know, I don't know. But yeah, certainly just in terms of talent, the guys they brought in are, you know, Equanimee Saint Brown and Byron Pringle. <laughs> Whose name makes me laugh every single time. Like, And I'm going to hear a lot more of it, I guess, this year now that he's in Chicago. But, you know, have they set up Justin Fields to succeed? Obviously, no. What would even define success for him this season? Staying healthy? I mean, success would be, what, they went
1: six games last year, so what, eight games?
0: I'm honest, I would be shocked if they win six games again this year.
1: I mean, it's so hard to gauge when you're put in a situation. Like you said, what defines
0: success? Yeah, like my fear hmm, my fear would be a terrible season. Fields looks bad because he has no help, and then everyone starts to turn on him just like they did with Mitch. I think he's better than Mitch, but you know, it could be a similar situation where things are just so bad on this offense that he looks terrible, too. And then they're just going to start all over again. (laughs) This has been the thing Uh, the bears in our lifetimes have never had a good offense. It's been a revolving door at quarterback. My favorite thing ever, and they do it every time without fail. When the bears play the Packers, they should, they always show the list of starting quarterbacks over the last like 30 years now. And for the Packers, it's basically two, you know, it's Favre and Rogers and the bears have, you know, like 30 different quarterbacks because they have a different one every year. Their best quarterback right. of our lifetime is Jay Cutler.
1: Yeah, that was the most consistent, and yet he was crapped all over on <laughs> simply because of his media presence.
0: But <laughs> Smoking Jay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I feel bad for Fields. I, I'm rooting for him. I, I really am, despite how much smack I talk about the Bears. <laughs> I like Justin Fields, but I feel like they're setting him up for failure.
1: I agree. But again, it's it's going to be a weird season in Chicago. Everything's changed. So you really can't grade this team on its performance in this first year with That's everything fun. changing, yeah. so many pieces moving. I mean, the defense is great, but you have to understand that they can only do so much. Um, right.
0: And speaking of the defense, yeah, there are still some really good players on that side of the ball. Roquan Smith and linebacker for now, he's easily the best player, maybe on the team. Um, but he's he requested a trade. The team basically said no, but also they, they have not extended him or they haven't agreed on a long-term extension. Um, but I think he did end the holdout. He said he's going to play this year and, and bet on himself. So good for – I mean, they – at least he'll be on the field this year. <laughs> they need to sign him. That would be – a terrible decision not to but uh so for this year yes roquan smith at linebacker robert quinn at defensive end who i remember being really surprised by the contract they gave him last offseason but he backed it up with almost 19 sacks uh last year so he's still there on the line and then eddie jackson at safety really exciting player a few years ago it's been a little quiet recently but still a solid player at safety
1: um, yeah, uh, I'm going to look at this team overall and say C minus, maybe maybe a C. Yeah. Uh, because the defensive components still seem to be there. Um, at least in the linebacker and on the safety, I do have big questions on the line. You don't know. I'm going to give this team a D. <laughs> because they don't, they didn't refit the line as well as they probably could have or should have. The receiving core is completely revamped and new outside of Darnell Mooney. The coaching staff is completely changed, and you're going to have a quarterback with very limited experience going in. Um, the only hope is the fact that David Montgomery is going to be able to take a lot of the pressure off, as good of a running back he is. But if that offensive line doesn't hold up the way it should, everything comes undone for this team everything
0: yeah i got them at a c minus i am uh, concerned it's gonna be interesting <laughs> i was listening to talk radio like some you know whatever local radio shows and people are calling in saying they think this team's gonna win 10 11 games and i'm just like what are you what are you on <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I will be stunned if they get to six, which is what they did last year. I think I think they've been leapfrogged by the last team we're going to talk about, the Lions. They were three. Oh,
1: you know what? It's funny. A team that we crapped on.
0: For so years. Much,
1: I have never
0: been so excited. For decades, the Lions have been the punchline of this division and the league at large. <laughs> but... Uh, and you know, last year three and thirteen and one, not a great record, last place in the division. But I feel like that record doesn't paint the whole picture here. Dan Campbell, head coach, really impressed in his first year as at, at the helm of this team, despite not having a very strong roster. I feel like he got these guys competing. You know, they would have beaten the Ravens if not for Justin Tucker's record-setting leg. They played a lot of close games. The most Vikings.
1: of their games were close. It was insane how unlucky this team was.
0: Yeah, they like, played hard. Mm-hmm. They beat the Vikings dramatically on like the last play of the game to get their first win in week thirteen. Uh, and then they stunned the Cardinals a couple weeks later. winning is upsetting them as well. And uh, yeah, the talent may not be on the level with, you know, A lot of the teams in the league but dan campbell really does have these guys playing their butts off he doesn't care if they have one one ass cheek and three toes (laughs) or whatever the hard knocks quote was uh the numbers were all pretty bad but um in the off season they didn't really lose anybody notable in free agency uh, but I would say they did bolster the talent on the roster, bringing in DJ Chark at wide receiver. Remember, he was a exciting name in Jacksonville a few years ago. Uh, Mike Hughes at cornerback, who was a starter for the Chiefs. Jared Davis, veteran linebacker from the Jets. And then Deshaun Elliott, safety from the Ravens. And then with the with the second overall pick in the draft, they took Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, out of Michigan. Uh, should be a stud. And then they traded up to take Jameson Williams at 12th overall, a wide receiver out of Alabama, who will start the season hurt. But once he's he's healthy and ready to play, he should be a really good receiving threat. They did shake up the coaching staff a tiny bit with offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn getting let go and uh, Ben Johnson being promoted from the tight end coach to be the new OC. On the offense, they've got a couple of Good players. Uh, DeAndre Swift at running back. He's a great uh, dual threat running back. He's, uh, you know, he's got
1: great potential. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not, even gonna, better. I'm not going to compare him to Christian McCaffrey yet, but he, he's got that kind of skill set where he's a great pass catcher out of the backfield uh, as well as being a good runner. Uh, Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell offensive tackle. He was their top draft selection last year. Um, already living up to that. It looks very good. And actually, overall, this team has a great offensive line. They're ranked in third best by our BFF PFF, or, our PFF BFFs. Sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> and you gotta give an honorable mention to Quintez Cephas, Master Cephas, who is still on the team. Although they keep adding more receivers, he might not see the field as much uh, as he actually did play a decent amount last year.
1: Quintus Cephas. Oh, my God. Master Cephas will never get old.
0: It never will. I, I love that name. It's such a great name. Sorry, I accidentally closed out of the notes. I'm trying to find my way back.
1: No, Mike, come back.
0: I just had to look up uh, Quintus Cephas. Okay.
1: I like how he's the honorable mention. The honorable Quintus
0: Cephas. <laughs> what is he, a judge now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, because he's not a you know, he's not a stud based on his talent, but he's a stud in our hearts um, and on the council, even yeah. though he's not he's not given the rank of master. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, some questions for this offense. I feel like the biggest one is around quarterback Jared Goff, who came over in the Stafford trade last summer. He's still a young quarterback. So I feel like the question is, can he could he actually be the long-term answer for them at at the position? Um, he's like I said, he's still young. There's nobody else of note on the roster. They haven't, you know, of course, this could change next year. like we talked about a good, a much stronger draft class of quarterbacks uh, coming in. But obviously, Goff had some a lot of success early in his career with uh, well, not not with Jeff Fisher, but with when McVay came in. They had a couple of great years together. And uh, I feel like he's respectable. So we'll see how he can do in in year two with the the Lions, with a great offensive line, good running game, and an improved receiving core, let's say that. Uh, In terms of defensive studs, Mike Hughes, the guy they brought in at corner from the Chiefs, uh, was pretty good. And then I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to make an impact immediately as a pass rusher. So I'm excited to see that. And they brought in a decent amount of veterans. You know, they they didn't, like I said, they didn't lose anybody really from the team and they they reinforced things. So will it be enough to avoid another disaster class on the defensive side of the ball? And just overall, it's really weird being in this position of of kind of rooting for the Lions a little bit.
1: Well, you know, it's it's the classic kind of underdog thing, right? Like you talk so much crap on something and all of a sudden, they start to, like, enough is enough. You know, kind of like when you when your parent tells you the same time, like, do this, do this. And you, you don't want to do it, but you do it simply because you're tired of hearing about it. <laughs> like, I think the team finally got tired and fed up with the potential and just wasting it. Um, yeah, and it didn't and help. I think they like- finally started taking action.
0: Yeah, and it didn't help having some really unlikable and terrible coaches like Matt Patricia.
1: I don't understand that, that one's I just love how when these coaches do terrible, they all go running back to Bill Belichick like, I'm sorry, Dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll never leave you again. You were right. It's scary out there. <laughs> anyway, I feel like um, obviously the Lions aren't a contender. They don't have the roster to really compete. Um, but they've got some good players and a whole lot of grit, and I think I mean, best- the grittiest
1: and and hmm. I don't know. I think what appeals to us so much about the Lions is like last year, the closeness in so many of their games, like a team that we thought was going to go what Owen was seventeen games seventeen. Now they clear. could, yeah, yeah, the first team to go Owen seventeen on a new season, and yet. They they fought to the end. They never gave in. And I, as much crap as we've given Dan Campbell when we heard he was being hired as the head coach.
0: Yeah, I was wrong. Dead wrong. I'm on board.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are on, on the lion wagon, which I never thought in my football life or career yeah. I would ever be saying those words. But here we are.
0: Speaking of careers, I, I think that man could motivate even me to work hard. Which... I don't know about that. <laughs> too much for even the great Dan Campbell. Yeah, maybe. But I think the Lions are better than the Bears. I think they'll finish third in the division, and I've got them at a C instead of, you know, over the C minus. I gave Chicago.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give them a solid C. I mean, that's one degree letter higher than I gave the Bears, simply because this team is inspired. Yeah. And that's what I want to see. I like teams with grit. I like teams with tenacity. I like teams where their coaches, like, are there. I That's what made me love Bruce Arians and all these guys, because mm-hmm. they were the, the hard asses on their team.
0: Right. Worked. And, like, you see the passion, too, you know? They care, and they get their players to care a lot.
1: So, um, I'm going to call it now. I don't know what this team's going to do, but if they actually win even a third or even half of the games that they were supposed to win last year, there's no Mm -hmm. excuse why Campbell couldn't be coach of the year next year.
0: I think that's a really good call. Yeah. if They get up to six, seven, eight wins. And if they're even, if they're even close to the playoff picture at the end of the year, I, I think, I think you're right. I think he'll be a strong candidate for coach of the year. And there you have it. We're finally done with the previews. Um, we've talked about every single team, (laughs) all 32 of them over the last whatever month or so. And, uh, yeah, that's time to see it all on the field. Now, next up or our next episode will be our big prediction show. We'll talk about, uh, you know, we'll go through each division, make our picks. We'll reveal our playoff sleepers and all that good stuff. So until then, let's, um. I don't know. That's it. Let's just gear up for football. It's football
1: time. Let's do
0: it. Talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.